Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of everyone's favorite convention-related podcast, Con Job. This week, we have Rob Young, the promoter of SC Comic Con. That's going to be happening April 17th and 18th in Greenville, South Carolina. Without further ado, Rob, how are you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Peachy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the, uh, about the show. Well, you know, we, uh, we're real fortunate. You know, the show's going to happen this year, and um, we've been able to get some really cool guests to come. Um, that's been one of the things we're really excited about this year is you know, having folks like April O'Neill and Austin St. John and, you know, the litany of professional wrestlers that are coming and, um, I think it's really neat to not only be able to do the show, but do it in a way that still has a bunch of cool people there. So we're, we're excited. The city's letting it happen. Yeah. And I think, I, sorry, Ryan, I want to, I want to like be the first one to throw this in there. You guys are, uh, you guys are, are kind of big news because you're the, the first show that's, that's able to do like no capacity limits, right? Yes. Now, it's funny. The capacity thing's been interesting. So they, they first did it with a 50% capacity, but we were using two rooms. So our capacity wasn't going to change drastically. We were just going to spread out, like as far as how many people would probably realistically be there. Um, and then when they removed the, the capacity limitation, we're still using, gosh, probably 185,000 square feet. And when you do that, the number of people that would come to our show, I mean, there's plenty of room to be spaced out more than they are, you know, the grocery store. You know what I mean? So our, our feeling was is that that extra space is really going to help make it a safe environment. and Hopefully everyone will be comfortable. Awesome. And did you did you go ahead, Lexi, another one? No, no, no. I was just going to tell you to pick up where you left off. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, how did you find any uh, any issues, or was it hard for for you guys after missing a year to get back into it? Is in terms of you know the the venue or any of the guests or the vendors or anything like that? Well, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, obviously some guests couldn't, you know, weren't comfortable coming. Maybe they didn't have a vaccine, or maybe they older or health compromised. So the guest list obviously kind of had some ebb and flow to it. Um, there are some vendors that didn't come, uh, that chose to roll over, which was fine. And, you know, what we found is, is we're actually adding a lot of new vendors, people from other parts of the country that maybe normally wouldn't have come. Um, and the, the kind of the offering will diversify a little bit, which is always nice. Um, as far as the rhythm for us, um, it happened so quickly that we're having to do a lot of work in, in a smaller amount of time. And uh, that has been a challenge, but, you know, we, you know, a little bit of caffeine and a little less sleep and, <laughs> and you make it happen. Yeah. 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 I know it feels like for us getting back into the swing of things, um, you know, we've done, we've done a couple of events earlier in the year and it, it's weird getting back into it. Like there's, there's a whole lot of caffeine involved um, oh, a little bit more Advil after, uh, after the weekend's <laughs> over because you're a little bit more sore. Because um, we're not in uh, we're not in game shape yet. It's amazing how much my feet actually hurt now after a show versus you know when you're in the swing of things. It's no big deal to be standing there for all those hours. Yeah, for sure. That's I've done a few small shows, um, 
you know, that maybe had a few hundred people at them, that kind of thing, kind of what I would call old school comic shows. And, uh, and it's the same thing. I was like, man, I, I'm only doing two tables and I'm, I'm kind of feeling that. And, you know, sometimes we would do these, you know, six and eight booth setups. So, uh, so yeah, we definitely have to get con conditioned. Maybe that'll be another podcast, Con Conditioning. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> Con Conditioning. Hey, it's a fitness podcast. Nobody's going to listen to that. Let's no, be honest. No. <laughs> I, I've met all of our vendor friends. We don't do that. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> so after that awkward silence... Um, <laughs> So, um, you know, we, we were kind of talking about the, uh, you know, get, getting into the swing of things. How, how's the public's reaction been to, you know, the show going forward, you know, the capacity limits being, uh, being lifted. Have you guys, you know, have you guys gotten any, any negative reaction? Cause I know there's a ton of positive reaction. People are excited for you guys. Sure. I mean, there's, there's always trolls out there. Um, and there's always people every year there's, you know, a litany of people that will, send messages or do stuff publicly that just make you laugh. You know, they're either wanting attention or they just want to tell someone what to do or whatever the situation is. Right. And you, we generally just ignore them. You you gain nothing by really dealing with, with people who aren't trying to do something positive. Um, The positive feedback has been kind of overwhelming. I mean, we've had some dealers that, that, you know, they're financially need something, you know, and being able to set up and, and do it so that these folks can try to make a living is a big deal. And, uh, and the timing with the COVID checks, you know, we're hoping that folks will be really generous with the dealers and the artist and artist alley and find some things that they like and, and kind of spread the love a little bit and it'll help everybody. Yeah. I think, uh, I think all of us that are attending, I know Ryan and I are new, uh, new to the show for, for you guys this year. I know we're, we're hoping that same thing. You know, we, we typically, the shows that we usually do in March and April are <clears throat> are some of our best shows of the season because people are getting their taxes back. They're, you know, they're a little bit more free with the money. So hopefully, you know, with, with these stimulus checks, with the, <laughs> with, with the, the tax returns that may or may not be here yet, uh, you know, hopefully they're, uh, they're like, Oh, look, let's all, let's burn a, a giant hole in this pocket this weekend. That's right. Hopefully we can, and, you know, right now collectibles are just so hot. It's uh it's really wild what things are selling for both uh, graded comics, Pokemon cards, even toys. Um, the prices are crazy. I think um, people are kind of parking their money in high end collectibles because um, the market kind of the stock market changed a little bit. And so I think more people are kind of parking their money in those items. And you know, it's a perfect opportunity for them to do so because I, I know some of the dealers are going to have some amazing things there. We've got some, especially comics. We're going to have some very high end comic guys there. That's uh, that's exciting to hear because I know you know for for a minute the comic book guys were kind of forgotten at shows. You know there was a time I've, I've been in the industry for thirty years. Uh, started in June of ninety one, and uh, there was a time that it was that way. And but I tell you, man, comics have been great. I've I've been back in the industry owning a a business for ten years, a little over ten years now, and it's been great. There's a lot of great stuff out there, and folks are are happy to look for it and buy it and we're always looking for want lists and buying collections. I mean, we've in the last, gosh, during COVID, I think we went to, we drove to Denver to get a collection and it was a, a calculated risk, but it was, we stayed safe the whole time. We actually ate in a restaurant one time in five days. <laughs> 
it's amazing how you have to quantify that, right? Like in the in normal, <laughs> that's kind of normal. Hey, we actually ate in a restaurant. We ate in a restaurant one time on the way out. We ate at a Cracker Barrel and uh, we did not eat inside a restaurant for the rest of the trip. So you had mentioned earlier about the uh, the guests and things like that. Did you have any any issues with any of the any of the guests? You know that maybe were in it last year that you wanted to roll over, or anybody new that you tried to get that that was uh, you know not really interested in coming, or were was everybody kind of on board from the beginning? I mean, you don't have to give any names or anything like that, but sure. We definitely guess that um, we're not comfortable coming. Maybe they, they didn't think they'd get a vaccine or maybe they had a compromised immune system. Um, so there was definitely that. Um, but at the same time, we also had plenty of guests who wanted to come. You know, the guest list looks great. And there were plenty of people that were willing to come. And, you know, doing the, the mass mandate from the city, which is what the city's asking us to do, you know, in order for the event to move forward. And then doing some things like in the, uh, the media area so that if somebody feels like they want that social distancing while while greeting people, they have it. So, uh, so a lot of the guests were really cool about it, and we're really happy with all the stuff that we lined up to try to make everyone comfortable. Yeah, and it's funny because Alexa and I are big wrestling fans, and uh, I'm I'm really excited for Lex Luger to be honest. Man, I've, seen, I've heard I've, nothing but good things about him. Yeah, I've seen I've met Jerry Lawler a couple times at some other shows, but this is my first time oh, seeing seeing Luger. Jerry's so. fantastic. I yeah, he's I, super I, cool. I, yeah, and he's an artist. <laughs> a little bitty show in Memphis. And he was he was so freaking nice. He was doing little doodles for people. And uh yeah, Jerry's great. I'm Lex Luger, I met him at a show in Tennessee, God man, like 2016 or 17. And he's like obviously his his physical appearance has changed. <laughs> it's amazing how much different he looks. <laughs> but uh fantastic guest, like super, super nice, great with fans. So and I don't know about you guys, but my, believe it or not, I'm, my wife and I are wrestling fans, which is why we have so many wrestlers, right? Um, but we, um, we really like AEW, and we were really excited about Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. Yeah. You know, I, I literally – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I just feel like they're the front line of young talent, you know, of guys that are rising up kind of that next wave of talent that we're all going to know better. Well, and I, I, we talked about him last week on the podcast too, because, you know, there's another show that, uh, um, that has invited them in and, you know, they're, they're fantastic with, with the crowd. Uh, they were, they were directly behind me at one of my first shows last summer out of, you know, out of lockdowns and they're, they're great. Like you, you could not have picked two better people to represent that brand. They're, They're fantastic. Yeah, we're we're big fans of AEW, and um, we're really looking forward to being able to hop down to Florida and uh, and go see some shows uh, once once time allows. <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville is not that far for you guys. Mm-mm, no, it's totally drivable. So we'll let's be fun. So now with you know with the fact that they've you know they've lifted the the quote unquote capacity cap. Um, you know what? What do you what do you think an attendance is going to look like? Do you think it's going to be similar to to what it's been in the past? You know, it's it's funny. It's kind of hard to call. And so when you when you look at it, you know for sure there are going to be people that aren't comfortable and don't come, right? For sure. Obviously, that's going to be the case. But we also know that there's a lot of people that are stir crazy and really want to get out of the house and go do something. You know, so we're we're preparing to be you know 80 percent of what we were before COVID. And hoping that that's the case, um, 
you know, if it's more, we're prepared to deal with it. We've got enough volunteers and we've got enough procedures in place with the building, but, um, but you really don't know. And I'm, I'm odd. And then I'm very comfortable in saying, I don't know. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's like, Hey, we're no, but that's, a, couple instances and other that's than that, a good number though. I yeah. mean, that's, that's probably, I would guess that's probably sounds pretty accurate based on the other shows that we've been to. Right. Alexa. I mean, it, people yeah, are coming. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I was at a show at the end of February that was about 20% of what it was in the past. And that that show still people made money at. So, you know, the, the spending was still there. Um, you know, it was just the attendance that was down, you know, tremendously. Yeah, and we're, you know, we've got a lot of advertising that we're doing that we've, we've invested in both radio, television, um, obviously Facebook and Instagram ads and uh, flyers and all those things uh, to try to just get the word out there. Uh, it's really interesting. You know, everybody's even social media habits, social media got so crazy over the last year. Um, there's a lot of people that aren't really using social media. So we've, you know, put more money into radio and television, some kind of old school, you know, terrestrial ads. Right. And, uh, and we're, we're already seeing results out of that. I I made the comments, God, this has been two, two or three years now. Um, People have forgotten the, you know, the, the door knocking, you know, window flyer type of advertising. Grassroots stuff. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's anything quite like it when you think about it. You can see a million ads for a product, but when your best friend looks at you and goes, that was really good. That weighs a hundred, um, so it, it's like that. So, you know, just trying to do that basic old school stuff and, and get out there and work and talk to people and, and promote it and, you know, try to get sponsors and the sponsors promote it. Um, we have a really neat thing coming up that we're doing with Papa John's. Um, if, since you guys haven't been to the show, we do a drink and draw on Saturday night at a brewery 85 and everybody draws all the art gets sold. 100% of, of the money spent will be is split between Hero Initiative, which helps comic creators with an artist with financial issues, and with Upstate Warrior Solution, which helps veterans who, in our mind, are also superheroes. And um, we got a deal with Papa John's. On top of the drink and draw, they'll actually have a code. It starts the Saturday of the con and runs for seven days. And folks can enter the code, and Papa John's will actually donate and it's just locally, but they will donate 15% of what people buy to those two charities. And that's uh, fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Just kind of getting out there and going, what can we do and who can we partner with and what makes sense for everybody? And um, that's something that we did. Our, our local Papa John's people have been fantastic. When we had Kevin Eastman one year, they actually made all these crazy pizzas for meet and greet with Kevin Eastman that aren't on there <laughs> like anchovies and they did all this crazy stuff so that we could actually have turtles pizzas. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Kevin's awesome. at shows. He really oh, he's is. Amazing. He's incredible. Uh, so nice. Now, do you guys have any, uh, any of your artists? Have they confirmed for the drink and draw for Saturday night? Believe it or not, most of them come. Okay. Um, sometimes guys won't necessarily be there at opening because they go out to dinner. You know what I mean? Right. And, then, and then come in. Um, but we're actually reaching out to a lot of artists who have come previously and going, hey, if you're not comfortable coming, can you send something for the drink and draw? 
Um, we actually this year already have gotten two items outside of the comic world Invicta watches donated to the Batman um, diver cases. Have you seen those diver cases that they make to put watches in to kind of protect yeah. them? Uh-huh. They donated two of the Batman diver cases to the Drake and Draw. So we're, we're getting That's interesting awesome. items <laughs> that you would not expect to be there. And uh, it's kind of fun. We'll have a, a food truck there so folks can get something to eat and, and we'll have it set up inside an, an event venue that's there at the brewery. So it's a nice, cool space. And it'll be a lot of fun. You can eat all the artists drawing. And, and frankly, sometimes the coolest stuff um, will surprise you because it's not from someone who's a guest. It's somebody who happens to be able to really draw well and they like doing it for a charity and they just come draw something. And it's, it's a big surprise you know, on the table. So it's kind of fun. Um, so what, um, I, I mean, I guess probably one of the most important things that some people out there would want to know is what safety protocols do you have in place for the show? If so, any? <laughs> the, no, the mask one's a big one. Um, that's a big one. The lines for the media area where you figure people are going to gather more, we're going to be attempting to separate uh, the pods of people. And when I say pod, I mean, if you guys came together, there's no reason to separate you. Right. So, but we're going to try to put these, we have six foot stickers to lay out in the lines for the media area. We're going to separate the line getting in as much as possible. Um, There's only so many square feet, but we will separate that also as much as possible, trying to get people to give room between each other. You know, the new one, all the stickers and everything you can find say six feet, but the newest recommendation was three feet. I don't know if you guys have seen that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I've actually seen that just, it was a couple of days ago, I believe. Right. Yeah. And and, you know, and, and look, I'm, I'm definitely not a doctor or an expert, but if we're all wearing masks, you know, theoretically, everybody's okay, right? That seems to be the, the theory, but we're going to try to separate people as much as we can in the lines getting in, um, given all the space we have and, and weather too could be an issue with that. Um, and then we've also got hand sanitizers all over the venue. Uh, the ductwork and the air filtration system in the venue has all been completely upgraded to very high end stuff that's been done as well and the ceilings there god i think they're 25 feet tall so you might as well be outdoors you know it's just so tall it's not a real low ceiling venue okay and then we also canceled the costume contest and the uh, the panel rooms because again we're trying to make it easier for people to be be separated now here's a here's a silly question um I, I know you talked about, you know, lines. Have you guys, have you guys heard of or even looked into virtual queuing for, for the lines? Is that something that's, uh, that's even in, in like the, the windshield that you'd, you'd looked at? You know, we didn't. And, you know, I've seen some of that stuff. The issues become parking. And because, because of where the venue is, there's only so much parking. And so I'm concerned that you're going to virtual queue and people aren't there and, it gets pretty complicated trying to set that up. The, the venue we run at, while it's massive, it actually was not a technical kind of convention center. So it's not really set up that way. Um, it's kind of awkward how part of it's set up. It was actually a textile hall where they sold textile machines. Hmm. And so the, the parking and stuff can be a challenge. Um, I mean, it's got, gosh, probably enough for a few thousand cars which is a lot, but, you know, based on the attendance we've had in the past, there've been people, you know, we always tell people to carpool if they can, but that's a real awkward thing to even suggest in this day and age. Right. 
So right. it's, uh, it just is what it is. So it's, you know, that's the reason we didn't do it was, you know, you kind of, if the folks can get in and get in line, you get them in the door as fast as you can. And uh, that's our plan. We'll have six, actually seven lines that people can purchase tickets in. One of those is the will call line. Um, and when nobody's at will call, they can also sell tickets. And we're selling tickets in the store to also try to speed that, that process up as well as online. So we're hoping that using you know, the will call process, we'll be able to get people in as fast as humanly possible so that some of that won't be as large an issue. Okay. I, I, I like hearing that. So I, we haven't, uh, we haven't really asked it, but you know, outside of your wrestling guests, who all, who all do you guys have coming? That's a, that's a big note. Well, I mean, Austin St. John's obviously huge, right? They're the original Red Power right. Ranger. April O'Neil. Um, we've got Lucy Christian, who is a voice for uh, My Hero Academia. Um, you've seen the guys we've got from Dragon Ball. We've got Josh. Um, we've got Mike Golden, who uh, was the creator of Rogue. Arthur Suyudum. Mike Michael's great. Oh, God, he's, he's awesome. I love him. Um, we've got Arthur Suyudum, who was the, the cover artist for all the Marvel zombie stuff. And believe it or not, kind of a, uh, a guest a lot of people might not be aware of, but once they meet him, they're hooked. And that's Tom Cook, who is... I knew you were going to say Tom. Oh, he's like the coolest guy ever. And his artwork is so incredible. And he worked on everything. If you're anywhere between, you know, 30 and 50. Yeah, I was going to say, he did a lot of Scooby-Doo stuff, right? Masters of the Universe. Yeah. He yep. worked on everything, man. He's uh, just an incredible animator. So, and, and there's a, a litany of other guests. They're all at sccomiccon.com and folks can go through and look. Um, and then even from the vendor side, we have vendors coming from as far away as Las Vegas. Which is all, and South Florida as well. South Florida as well. Oh, in <laughs> South Florida. That, uh, that, that Vegas, uh, Vegas vendor is my, uh, my, my roommate at the show, actually. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. We, uh, they, they had reached out. We've got, and you've got a lot of really large comic people like Bedrock's coming from Houston. Um, they're one of the top vintage comic dealers in, in the country. And uh, we've got a lot of guys that are local that are coming, like as in, when I say local, I mean within a four or five state radius um, that are just incredible comic dealers. And we've got toy dealers. I mean, it's it's been really cool. And it's been really neat to also just to be able to let in people in the past that were just on the waiting list because we just didn't have you know a spot to put them. So I have a, a, a question, and it, it might be a stupid answer. I don't even really know. But why do you, why do, you do a two-day versus a three-day show? You know, that's an interesting question. I was asked that by Neil Adams multiple times. Um, <laughs> he kept trying to pressure me into doing a three-day show. Um, it, so first off, it, logistically, I don't believe in starting with a three-day show. Um, you know, we wanted to run a two-day show, get good at it, get what we thought were solid processes for us and our venue down. Um, which we've done, but the three-day show gets really hard with getting volunteers um, to help you run some of the stuff on Friday. And it's one thing that, um, you know, without promoting, I just never would have thought of. But I get a lot of people, you know, for example, who can't help on Monday to help with the teardowns and taking people to the airport and some of those things, folks that help us out. Some are employees, some are folks that want to help, but your numbers on Friday and Monday are significantly smaller than Saturday and Sunday. And so one of the reasons we haven't is just concerns over having proper staffing. And then also 
it works the way it is, <laughs> if that makes sense. And I, I appreciate the fact that you say that because so many shows we've seen start out as, you know, one and they go to two or two and they go to three. And it's like, you know, there's really no gain in it from, from our standpoint. I don't know about from the promoter standpoint, from, from the, from the uh, vendor side, there's really not much of a gain. Like you'll, you know, if it goes from a two to a three, we'll make the same amount of money overall in the three days, but now we're just obviously spending more because we have another hotel and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's, you know, being a guy that sets up at shows, those are things I'm aware of. Um, and you know, I'll three day shows in areas that you kind of want to do some stuff in as a vendor, you know, sometimes if it's a three day show and you're like, yeah, but they've got this awesome restaurant I want to go to and there's a concert Friday night and there's a, you know, sometimes that's kind of fun, right? You go and it's sort of part social part work. Um, that's kind of nice. Um, it's one, for example, San Diego, when we would go out there, we could go as guests, but we, we just won't set up because it's so, expensive. so, you know, we just go out there and do all the networking and see our friends and do all that stuff. Now with you bringing up San Diego, uh, as, as a vendor, because you, you know, you do set up at shows. What, what are your thoughts on, on that, uh, that Thanksgiving day weekend announcement that they made? Well, I'll tell you as a promoter. So as a promoter, the thought I have is it's the only date they could get. Right. And so they, I mean, I don't know that, but that's my assumption. And, you know, I, I say it all the time. If Like we had some people with our event, when you talked about people being negative earlier, well, if you have to do it like this, you shouldn't do it all. And that's a glass half empty. And then you have people going, if you can do it, whatever restrictions you're required to do, I'm happy to have it in any form, right? And so we were more of those people for us than the naysayers. With San Diego, I kind of feel like it's that way. We're at least going to have it. And if you don't want to go, you don't go. You know, and it's, I feel, I feel for any promoter in the last 18 months. I don't care if, what they're promoting. <laughs> I feel for anybody because it's, it's hard and it's challenging and, it literally doesn't matter what decision you make. You can ponder it for, for a month and get all the right data. And someone's going to tell you you're an idiot. <laughs> right. So, uh, no. you know, I think, uh, I, I think we've seen what we've seen all of that in the last, I mean, since yeah. shows have really started announcing, you know, you, you get the, the entire gamut of, you know, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that we're even actually getting something to what's wrong with you. You're an idiot. You're killing thousands of people. This is a super spreader event. <laughs> right. And you have to go, you know, there's a lot of people that um, take out that it's about cons. But there's a lot of people through this on, on social media who just want to be able to tell someone else what to do, but they don't actually want to do anything themselves. And I don't know that that's any different than any other time. You know what I mean? There's always those guys out there. And, and you just have to stay positive and do the, the best thing you can. And, and in our case, you know, we, we listened to a lot of people that come to our show and talk to a ton of people before we made our decision. And, you know, we're finding out that a lot of people wanted it to happen. And so we're, that was our call. And San Diego's was probably the same way, you know, to kind of bring that back to the, to the first point. You know, I think they felt like a lot of people would rather it happen on a non-ideal date than not happen at all. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of people have this assumption that because it's San Diego, you know, San Diego is expecting it to be gigantic and they're expecting, you know, hundreds of thousands of people like normal. And I, I think there's that assumption out there. I but think, I, I think they're way too intelligent for that. Um, well, think, <laughs> you give people too much credit. You know, I, think, uh, I don't think San Diego expects it to be the same event that they would have had. And right. I, I, I literally can't believe that folks who have that much and that much data, right? Um, so they have so much data on where their people come from and how much of them travel and, and uh, what are the ratios to what states and all that kind of data and information. And they have the money to kind of mine that data. And I, I can't feel like running the show was like somebody flipping a coin off the cuff. I feel like they had to do a ton of research, figure out what they wanted to do. And, uh, and they're making a good call knowing it's not going to be the same, you know, and heck in, in a lot of ways, if you're coming from a cold part of the country, it might be kind of awesome to go to San Diego on Thanksgiving weekend. So. And I know for, for a lot of us that do a lot of traveling, it's almost a perfect storm those really the the four weeks put in there because you've got you know you've got san diego you've got emerald city and then if you're if you're brave you drive across the top of the country and you do c2e2 you know that following weekend and it's it's just glorious now chicago in november is a completely yeah. different animal. <laughs> you pack totally differently for those two cities. <laughs> it's so true. I, I was thinking about worlds. that. I'm like, yikes. Well, and then you drive across the top of the country and it's cold. Yeah, you've got shorts and you've got parkas. And you <laughs> and you might have to stop and put snow chains on your tires. And I, yeah. <laughs> but I, hey, don't joke about that. I had to do that once. I was terrified. Well, in South Florida, I don't think I, the only chains we have are uh, to hold things closed. Sorry. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and, and yeah, to keep things from getting stolen, like bikes. Right. Well, and, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with bikes. We'll go with bikes. <laughs> bikes, bikes is it. Bikes is the answer. So uh, we, we didn't even ask you at the beginning because I was so excited about talking about the, uh, you know, the first show to be fully open. Um, how did you get into promoting, man? Well, it, it's a fun story. Um, so years ago, I, I used to work for Heroes Are Hard to Find. Um, that's Heroes Con in Charlotte. Uh, Shelton Drum. Mm -hmm. um, I moved to Greenville, and it's a, it's a little bit long, but just bear with me. I moved to Greenville when I was 21 to run the store that I currently own. Kind of cool. Uh, the joke I always make is it's like coming back to run the platypus farm on the Lifetime Channel. Yeah, <laughs> came back to buy the Kyle book store. Um, and so I helped run Heroes Con for him through the mid 90s, uh, working with him, not, not in a, a huge role, but more in a, in a logistics role, you know, helping set things up and do stuff, not in a planning position at that point. And, but I moved up with him where I was, you know, over like six of his stores. We had six stores over three states and I loved it. Eventually I left the company and they, he never wanted to run like a small little one day show in Greenville, uh, which is where we live. And I said, you know, in 96, I went, I want to run a con. So I did. I ran it at a Howard Johnson's. My guests um, were Al Bigley. He's a, a great comic artist and also did a ton of awesome licensing art on Batman action figures and stuff during that time period. Um, Terry Collins and Bill Neville did a comic called Explorers, but Terry worked on the tick when they were doing other people, you know, working on the tick. And, mm -hmm. and it was really, really cool and really fun. And I loved it. And so I didn't do it to make money. I did it because it was fun. 
and uh, we raised money for uh, some charities. We did some food drives to help a local boys' home, and uh, and then I got out of it. And uh, when I got remarried, oh gosh, 17, 17 years ago, I guess now, um, a guy came up to me in the mall, and uh, my my wife Michelle was there and he said when are you going to do another show and I went oh I don't know you know just time and he walks away and she goes what's a show she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't in any of this stuff so I, I explained it to her and she said that would be fun we should do that and so you can tell I, I married well the second time so the um so at that point we brought the show back and did another one day show and it did fantastic. And we really had fun. And then I bought the store. And so in my business plan for the store was to do a larger convention, but I needed to use the store to build relationships with, you know, media and television and radio and all those kind of things so that I would actually have those tools in my toolbox when, when it was time, right. Just do what I could to help them and see if we could promote events and buy ads and do all that stuff. So that when we went to do the con, everybody was on board and, uh, and that plan worked out fine and I've made a bunch of great friends and, uh, both, you know, in our industry, but also outside of our industry and, and all the advertising avenues that we use are just some wonderful people down here that, you know, love helping out and love chipping in. And it's been great. I dig it. That's, uh, I, I like hearing how people got into it and, you know, how, or how people returned to it. You know, there's, we've had some promoters that, you know, they, they took several years hiatus um, just because it, they, they got burned out and how they jumped back in. So that's, uh, I, I dig it. I, I like that, uh, that you married well this time too. Good job. Yeah, Good job. yeah she, uh, I, I, it's funny. Like one of the guys, I was buying a book at a con and he goes, you, uh, you made the joke. Oh, you're going to have to explain that to the missus. And I went, no, I'll just go in and show it to her. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, she doesn't care. It's like whatever. Do you like it? Yeah, get it. She's fantastic. And you know, That's so when, nice. And as you guys know, when when you're dealing with her, she works her butt off. She lays out the room. She books all the travel. Um, to be honest, she's kind of the the wizard behind the curtain, like in Mister Oz. She even books you for podcasts as well. She, she books me for podcasts because she's got that email right. So it's right, she's right. getting those messages. And so uh, she really works her butt off and it's become a labor of love for her. This is, you know, she didn't kind of uh, come to our world the way all of us did, but I think she loves it just as much, if not more, you know, the con's her baby. And uh, I couldn't be more proud of her. She just works her tail off on it and she can't even hear what I'm saying. I don't even know if she'll listen to the podcast or not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I never listen to it anyway. So, you know, (laughs) you live it, you live it. You don't have to. That's true. It's true. It's true. Rob, so we, uh, we we usually try to end by asking some questions that are kind of what we ask everybody. Um, sure. It'll be basically two from Alexa and two from me. So I'll go first this time. Um, okay. As a promoter, this fits pretty well. So if you could get any guests, regardless of you know if money is absolutely no issue whatsoever, if you could book any guest that's alive today, who would that person be? John Byrne. <laughs> Okay. Was that too quick? Yeah, um, that, that was – Man, that was like no thought and required. And I promise everybody I out promise there that the, we, did not, we did not give him these questions beforehand. There was, there was a lot of thought into that over the years. So um, I'm 51, and John Byrne 
is is kind of my generation's Jack Kirby. If you read comics, and he mm-hmm. is prolific, he is an incredible artist, and he doesn't do shows for the most part. And uh, that's always been my thing. If I could get John Byrne, I would get John Byrne. Okay. And then, and then you know, close close runner up, you know, Jim Lee would be obviously great because everybody loves Jim or Todd, Todd McFarlane. <laughs> but if you're asking me personally, you know, John Byrne would be my guy. Okay. That's, that's a good answer. I, I'm, I'm amazed that you did have it so fast. <laughs> right. I, I got to tell you though, Todd, I met him. I used to work for GameStop years and years and years ago as a manager. And he was a guest at um, one of the GameStop manager conventions. And we were talking about, you know, I, I made a comment how I loved his Chris Pronger, blah, 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 blah. The man was like, did you get one? I said, no. He was like, well, here, I've got one in my office. Let me get your address and I'll send it to you and I'll autograph it for you. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Randomly about two months later, I get this package and it has a note in there that said, Hey, sorry, I lost your address. Um, My assistant found it. Here's your Chris Pronger figure. Enjoy. Wow. That's really cool. He's a great guy. I've met him multiple times. Every time he's genuine and kind to every person he talks to. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. I would I would kill to meet him again. <laughs> never say never. It's true. All right, and so my second question then is uh, same question basically, but the person can be dead throughout history. Who would Jack be? Kirby. Oh, there you go. That was an easy that was an easy segue <laughs> based on the. I knew that one was coming. Yeah, yeah. Jack Kirby. which we've heard a couple of times. So yeah. I, uh, I was in line, uh, so so little weird stuff about me, and it's out there in newspaper articles, so I don't mind saying it, but like I, I went through some bad stuff when I was in my late teens, moved out of the house, I was homeless, um, got back on my feet, and, and not long after I got back on my feet, there was a little convention in Greensboro, and Jack Kirby was there, and I went to stand in line to meet Jack Kirby. I started looking at the time, and it was 30 minutes back to Winston-Salem, where I was from, to go to work. I had to get out of line because I couldn't lose my job. And oh, so I never, wow. I never met him. Oh man. So that would be for me. That's that, that's that one, right? You always have that yeah. one. That one moment you were that close. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's why he would be my guy. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> kind of cool, but also kind of amazing. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 he gave me the gift of an industry that I can make a living in. And, that's good enough for me. There you go. All right. Well, mine are uh, not so much fandom related, but uh, they are a little, I guess. Um, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a huge entertainment buff. I typically I have something on in the background when I'm working just to, to kind of pass the time. And I also like I, I, I will take full days and just do nothing but veg out and watch watch TV or listen to something. Is there is there anything for me? It's baseballs, but is there anything that you can just see time and time and time again and not get tired of it? As far as your your entertainment goes, wow. Well, there's a list. Um, Lord of the Rings is is up there for us. My fam- my whole family loves it, um, so we tend to watch that. New stuff. Any particular John, one of those three? Uh, the first the first three. Um, any of them are fine. We don't really. We, we like to think of it as one big movie. We yeah. don't try to, you know what I mean? It's, it's just one big story. The John Wick movies are always fun. Um, 
for TV, um, man, I really like Stargate. Oh, yes. Good answer. Yeah, I really like Stargate. Um, I, was a, I was a military brat. So, yeah, you kind of mix sci-fi and military, and it sort of worked for me. And, uh, and then other stuff we like, we love Longmire and Justified. Those are both two really good shows. Um, my wife and I really enjoy those. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a big Stargate fan, too. I'm excited that uh, the rumors of a reboot are uh, getting getting closer and closer together. So yeah, I'm, I'm all over that. that. What's that? I'm all over that. That'll be. Yeah. I'll do everything in the world I can. And there, there's other good stuff out there like Expanse and and Witcher. And there's just a lot of, I mean, there's so much content now. It's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to zero in on one thing anymore. It's very true. It's very true. Well, for uh, when I travel, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big foodie. Um, you know, I think most of us like to eat. We really do. I'm a little chubby, so I probably eat a little bit more than everybody else. But, um, you know, when uh, Tim, you you shut your mouth back there. It's the first thing that Tim said is uh, he just looked at me and was like, yeah, just a little chubby. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> thanks, buddy. <laughs> so uh, I think I'm just going to call him producer Tim from now on. Um, so when, when I travel, when when I was traveling, um, my favorite place was Orlando to come because there's so much food here. You know, there's, there's so much diversity. You can get practically anything you want. And most of it is really good if you find the right spot here. Um, especially the sloppy taco palace. We talk about them at every, and during every episode, but they are, if you come to come to Orlando, you got to hit them up. Um, they have these amazing tacos and they've got tater tots too. Um, tater tots on and I know, Yeah. Uh, well, just tater tots. They're, I mean, just tater tots. Um, but uh, I know Ryan, you know, they, they love New Orleans because that's their go-to food place. There's a lot of great restaurants down there. Do you, do you have a spot that when you travel, like you, you kind of try and sneak in an extra day or two to, to be your food spot? Not per se, but we have places in every city that we like to go. So for example, um, Heroes Con, when we would set up at Heroes, um, we would leave here at four in the morning to get in line to set up, you know, be one of the, usually we're one of the first five or six people waiting two or three hours for them to open up to let us in. So we could set up and get out quick enough to go to Mert's Soul Food because it is so good. <laughs> Every person gets an actual loaf of cornbread. Every person at the table. I love cornbread. <laughs> and if you do it with pinto beans, it's like perfect. So we, uh, that's one place we really like. When we go to Baltimore, we like to go to the Inner Harbor and go to Tiernanog. It's an Irish pub. Uh-huh. We love that there. And in Atlanta, there's also a bunch of places, but, uh, but Gus's. Gus's Fried Chicken. It's actually from uh, Memphis, Tennessee. That is a that is a place we like. If you like kind of that Tennessee hot chicken kind of thing, yeah. Oh, definitely. It's from Memphis. Jerry Lawler approves. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry I, I will tell you. <laughs> in Charleston, or yeah, in Charleston, South Carolina, we went to a place called um, Husk. Oh, so good. And they have fried chicken that's not on the menu. That's kind of like their their secret slash bar menu. And it was some of the best fried chicken I'd ever had. The, the breading has um, um, 
has um, some sort of hot sauce in the breading. And it, it's fantastic. I will tell you a neat trick that my, my dad figured out. We, we would fry turkeys, but you can do it with fried chicken as well. You can inject your chicken if you're going to fry it at home with Frank's Red Hot. Oh, that's actually a good idea. Wow. We're going to be doing that for Easter. So he is, he is a rocket (laughs) scientist and I went, that is fantastic. (laughs) And it's really good. I love it. So now go ahead. I was just going to, I was just going to say how, tell us uh, to just let everybody know how, how we can find, find you, Rob, find the show, you know, can, can get any information that they would require. Sure, absolutely. Folks can go to fccomiccon.com. They can purchase tickets, see the guest list, um, see any of the COVID protocols. All that information is there on the website. Uh, They can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Those are our two social media platforms we use. And uh, folks can send us messages through there. And uh, there's links on the website as well where you can send a direct email or you can go to Facebook and send a message through there with any questions. And then uh, the other thing is if folks are local listening to this, that we do, we do a will call for wristbands. So the week of the con to help reduce the, the lines and get people in fast, mm-hmm. if folks bought their tickets online or bought them in the store, they can actually come into our store for, for those five days, that Monday through Friday of the con, and they can actually get their wristband so that all they have to do is slap mm-hmm. it on and walk in. Is it, uh, and I hope it's not too soon to ask, but is ID required? No, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Is it that's, too soon? Is it too soon? Is it too soon? It's being a sensitive topic if, you, if you're in the state of Florida for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yes, actually it is. So, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, we, they bought tickets. How else are we going to do it? Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, joining us this week on the, ep- on the podcast, on the episode, on the episode of this podcast. And uh, we will uh, we will talk to you soon. And remember, everybody, SC Comic Con is April seventeenth and eighteenth in Greenville, South Carolina. So, Rob, thanks again. Fantastic. Thanks look a lot. Forward, look forward to meeting you guys in person. <laughs>